Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 25th of February 2011. I always start off the show by suggesting to newcomers to look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll find hundreds of audios for download for free where I try to show you using the official channels, the ones, the books put out there and the articles put out there by the big foundations, the big groups that really run the world, the private companies really that advise governments or, or tell them what to do. Uh, and uh, I show you how they all link together to bring in a world system. Uh, and it's a new feudal system. It's not just happening spontaneously. It's planned a long time ago. And you find that in Professor Carl Quigley's books uh, from the 60s, in fact, where he talks about the new feudalistic system and the new world society. And uh, help yourself to the, the audience that are saying, you'll, you'll really help you make shortcuts to understanding this incredible system of mind control uh, that you've been born into. And, of course, your parents passed it on to you. They didn't know themselves. And then the school gets it to, to you, and uh, they take over your brain and reinforce uh, the, the fallacies, really, of reality. And then the media takes over from then. And you work through your life never having... Uh, a clue that everything's being put on for your benefit to make sure you never really wake up to the big question. All that's expected of you is to be a good citizen. A good citizen is a good producer and consumer and taxpayer, and you have certain responsibilities apart from doing all that uh, to the state, such as going off and fighting wars when your bosses tell you to do it. That's all they expect of you, and of course they don't want you to be highly educated and certainly not thinking for yourself. They want you to act really like the mass man, and most folk do, unfortunately. We never get a clue into the realities, but the big boys with their, with their legalities, there are lots of legalities at the top, will publish their own books, their own articles, and their own websites too, to do with their future and their plans. And once you go into those articles, you'll be stunned as to why the mainstream media doesn't pick up on that and never tell you until you find out the mainstream media is owned lock, stock, and barrel by the same organizations. And everybody at the top who owns these newspapers is a member of the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations. That's why they don't put anything in the paper. You're not supposed to know that stuff. Just be happy with the trivia. They dish out you like chicken feed. Remember, too, you're the audience who bring me to you so you can buy the books and discs that I sell at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can order using a personal check or an international postal money order from your post office. Uh, you can send cash or use PayPal to order. Just use the donation button on the com site and follow it by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. And that's the same across the rest of the world. PayPal is probably your best, easiest choice, uh, the, the cheapest, definitely. And that's Western Union. Uh, wire transfer is the second, or they can give you a check if you make sure it's international. And MoneyGram is the same. They can give you a check or wire. If you do a check, make sure it's international. And... Um, 
as I say, PayPal to order or donate. And donations are accepted and just just straightforward donations too because it takes a lot of cash to do this. I don't bring on advertisers, as you've noticed, who really just uh, come on as experts and um, scare you and then offer you their products and so on. So I don't go that way at all. The ads you hear on this show are put forth uh, independently of me by advertisers to pay for the airtime for the show, to pay RBN and its staff and its transmission and its equipment and pay their bills as well and their staff because it's really expensive to keep these shows on the air. There's no doubt about that. So help me with mine and buy the books and so on and please donate and hopefully I can keep going a bit longer. I'm not backed by any big foundation or any NGO group. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the Matrix. And it's Friday, so I let that guitar wail for a bit there because sometimes you feel like doing a bit of wailing yourself, sometimes even howling at the incredible work that's been done on our heads and our minds and is continuously done daily on our work, on our heads, by the media, the mainstream media, and the rubbish they dole out to the public. You see, we're under scientific socialism. We have been our whole lives. And it's a perfect system. Huxley talked about it, and he said it would be a perfect system. We find the big players who helped design the system, who are living back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s. They were attending think tanks, designing all for you. And here we are all in it now today. And everything they planned has come to pass. It's just astonishing to, to always know what's coming next, because you've read all their books, you see. And you've read the big uh, uh, plans from their websites that are up for the same foundations that they work for. Ongoing, you see. And control of the mind is imperative and essential if you're going to control populations of the world and do nasty things to them uh, that will appear or definitely be propagated to them in a different fashion that is there to help you, is going to help improve you or better eating through GMO food or something, that kind of stuff. And we're going through it right today as we talk. And I know in Britain, for instance, they've talked about the effects of uh, electromagnetic radiation on the general population because they've gone uh, hell for, for water with um, uh, broadbands. It's everywhere, and, and you just can't escape it across the country. And very high levels of it, too, higher than most countries. And people are coming down with odd symptoms, and, and, and you can actually categorize the symptoms, and I've mentioned some of them before in previous shows, of the wireless radiation that's hitting you. We're not meant to be bombarded with this type of spiky microwave-type radiation, and we're not designed for it. It's not there in nature at these levels, and we're getting bombarded from from all around us, from towers and from all the relays across cities, etc. And some people I know who live in big cities are always complaining to me how sick they feel, and they have batteries of these antennas on buildings just opposite them or right on top of their, their own roofs. So we're being affected by it, but uh, there's an article here 
from the sovereign independence and it says electromagnetic eugenics, wireless culling in the population. And it says what follows is a shocking video, a warning of the dangers of the zapping we all get from the eugenicists every day and night. No buzzwords, no spin, just the verifiable scientific facts not running through the global propaganda engines. And she's used a term uh, that I put out in the 98 in one of my first books. It's called The Trick of the Elect. And that's where electric comes from. It's a trick, you see. They love these little terms, the big boys. And they couldn't do and the system. They couldn't bring the system in of total control over the entire world and everyone's mind with computers and all data collection, etc., uh, without the use of the computer. But it says, uh, the, Celton, the Celton Scientific Panel recommends significant reduction of EMF exposure limits because of current scientific uncertainty and to protect the health of the vulnerable in society. In November 2009, a number of prominent scientists met at Celaton in Norway to discuss their concerns about the proliferation of radiation-emitting technology and the effects on health that this was believed to be having. They concluded that, that public exposure levels are too high and that this leads to significant bio-effects such as cancers, infertility, well, that, that will never get cancelled because they want infertility, DNA damage, uh, mood changes, concentration and learning problems, Alzheimer's disease, ALS, sleep distortion, and many other measures of health, disrupting the lives of millions of people. No account is taken of the synergistic effects of combinations of frequencies which could make these risks far worse. The certain scientific panel composed of scientific experts present at the conference are calling for a new approach to the protection of public health, with governments taking decisive action uh, now to, pr- to protect the lives of people, especially those who are vulnerable, predicted to be between 40 and 50 percent of the population, as include the elderly, the ill, those who are genetically and or immunologically challenged, and of course our growing and developing children and who are our future. We also need to protect our economic life, which could be devastated by the ill health of so many people of working age. The certain scientific panel agreed on 10 proposals, including the need for government action. It says here the global population is at risk. Sensitive populations are currently vulnerable. Uh, government actions are warranted now based on evidence of serious disruption to biological systems. And they've found, you know, it doesn't take much of this uh, pulsing and, and current in the air to alter the body's system at all. It's pretty well immediate, in fact. You get immediate alterations in the biological systems of living organisms. And, of course, long-term exposure, the claim has not been tested. The burden of proof for the state of radiation-emitting technologies should fall on producers and providers, not the consumers. EMF exposure should be reduced in advance of complete understanding of mechanisms of action. The current accepted measure of radiation risk, the specific absorption rate called SAR, is inadequate and misguided on safety and risk. I think Switzerland's got one of the lowest ones, but there we are ahead on health for the public. An international disease registry is needed to track time at, at trends of illnesses to correlate illnesses with exposures and pre-market health testing and safety demonstration of all radiation-emitting technologies. Parity needed for occupational exposure standards, though workers may overall be healthier than the public in general. It also includes women of childbearing age whose fetuses could be damaged and men whose fertility could be compromised. That's for what little fertility got left. Functional impairment designation for 
persons with electrohypersensitivity. And I've gone through some of the other symptoms before. It's, you can get rashes with this, incredible rashes, uh, even amnesia at nights and so on. And I've talked to, talked to some young people before who actually can, they can actually hear these frequencies when they're very young. It's quite something else. And I'll put up too a link along with this one to uh, Ollie Johansson sites from the electromagnetichealth.org's videos section. And there's a whole bunch of videos there on these problems which you can look for yourself. And what gets me too is that I read a little bit from this one at Electromagnetic Health. International scientists recommended to global governments adopt new exposure guidelines for electromagnetic radiation, uh, pointing to biological hazards and risk to the genetic code from unchecked proliferation of wireless technologies. In this 18-minute video, Dr. Johansson from Sweden's renowned Karolinska Institute and chair of the Seliton Scientific Panel announces a consensus agreement amongst international scientists on the need to reduce EMF, which is electromagnetic field exposures, to the population. The paper has just been published in the journal, Reviews on Environmental Health. The Seliton Scientific Panel's recommendations are extremely important given the unchecked proliferation of wireless radiation over the past decade, such as from cell towers, wireless towers, wireless routers, and cell phones, as well as because of the plans by many ignorant governments. And boy, I'll tell you, isn't that the term? Ignorant governments to blanket neighborhoods in new radiation-emitting utility smart meters, like the one they stuck in my wall there that hums all the time. And I noticed afterwards, about two or three weeks afterwards, uh, the nearest uh, telegraph pole, uh, they stuck uh, an antenna on it to pick up this thing. So it's literally transmitting in uh, high radiation uh, levels, microwave. So anyway, I'll put these links up for you to peruse. And it's worthwhile going into because for all you ones up there who are addicted to cell phones and so on, it's up to you. You can either uh, shake your heads and say, no, it's, I, I couldn't do without it or I, I can't take precautions or go ahead and just nuke yourselves. We have our, there's been so many articles put out on brain tumors and the rate of brain tumors is five times more likely in, in the young by using cell phones than it is in adults, for instance. So... It's up to you what you want to do about it. But people get addicted to these gadgets. And, of course, the big masters who rule the world want you to be addicted to these masters because it's tracking you everywhere you go. <laughs> That's part of the reason. And it's also you're also sending lots of data that they can then use back and put into your persona file for your little remote avatar they've got in the Pentagon. You know, the just you one. So I'll put these links up too at the end of the night at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And another article I'd like to talk about too is how statistics work. Statistics are, I've said before that the old saying that many politicians used, uh, one of the first uh, prime, uh, presidents of the U.S. said there are lies, then there are damn lies, and then there are statistics. Statistics, in other words, is coupled with a scientific quality to it, so it must be more believable, and that's how it cons us all the more readily. But um, here it says, Google tweak, tweaks uh, search to punish low-quality sites. And it says, uh, Google says it has tweaked the formulas steering its Internet search engine to take the rubbish out of its results. It's a form of censorship, by the way. The overall is designed to lower the rankings of what Google deems as low-quality sites. And that's quite the power you have, eh? That could be a veiled reference to such sites as Demand Media's eHow 
Bit.com, which critics call online content farms. That is, sites producing cheap, abundant, mostly useless content that ranks high in search results. Sites that produce original content or information that Google considers valuable are supposed to rank higher under the new system. Now, what's, what kind of information are they going to rank as valuable? Hmm? So we're going into political correctness here, big time, with uh, the big, uh, the big giants here, and um, you can expect to start see, seeing sites censored eventually, or people doing searches, and they, and they don't come up with your name at all. That's part of the whole idea. The change announced late Thursday affects about 12%, or nearly one in every eight search requests in the U.S. Google Inc. said the new ranking rules eventually will, will be introduced in many other parts of the world too. And the company tweaks its search algorithms, or formulas hundreds of times a year, but it said many of the changes were subtle, but only a few people noticed them. Well, we'll all notice this one. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll go to the telephones. And there's Noah from Washington on the line in Washington, D.C. Is there Noah? Hey, yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Yes, uh, I had just been reading uh, some Manly P. Hall yep. uh, about America's secret destiny. And I was wondering about, you know, the book is sort of uh, coded, mm-hmm. you know, for the profane and then something different for the initiated. Yeah. And I was wondering, does he actually believe that stuff, or is he really uh, involved with these globalist people? Oh, he's absolutely involved with them. In fact, I think about a year ago, I put up a link to one of the last talks he gave at their philosophical association in, in, in Pennsylvania, I think it is, where they turn out a lot of their books in doublespeak. And... Um, and he was really, if you could listen to what he was saying, he was, he was really warning of overpopulation and overpopulation with the wrong people. That's what he was getting at. Because within masonry, uh, as you go up the ranks in masonry, those down below at the third degree don't go much, they don't, they don't get this kind of stuff really. Um, they're the outer portico, so they're kept in ignorance. Uh, but the higher degrees, they start to bring you into basically eugenics. And in fact, the higher masons are generally introduced to their future wives by a grandmaster, and this is pre-selected for them. And uh, to get into the very high degrees in Freemasonry, you have to be a third generation uh, mason. In other words, your dad uh, uh, was introduced to his wife, who was an Eastern star, and then you're the third uh, generation offspring. And of course, if, you, if that's the case, you can get in, you can be up, shoot up the degrees at the age of 18 actually and make an exception for you. And you get into the higher truths. But the higher truths are absolutely all centered around breeding. And they talk about the head above, the head below, and that confuses folk. They talk about the head above and the penis below. That's what they're telling you. They said the base people use the head below in their marriage, in their words for lust, etc. Uh, whereas the wise man uses the head above and can only marry um, an equal person um, uh, financially uh, from a good family, families that have held on to their money, cash, power, 
etc., etc., to have the right offspring because they believe, they don't believe in democracy, understand, although they'll often use the term, just like our countries still use the term democracy, even though we're obviously not democratic at all. Um, but they'll use that, that term, uh, but they really do believe in a, in a superior being type idea of them ruling the world. Uh, it's actually, you get a lot of hints too with the founders of America, the U.S., uh, the founding fathers, because they themselves, in their quotes, if you read their quotes and their letters and their diaries and so on, you'll see that they did not believe that, that full power could ever be given to the general population unless they'd been brought up from the baseness that they lived in, basically. And only then could they handle it. But until then, they would have to appoint people to rule over them. That's, that's what they really believed. And that's a very prominent part of Freemasonry and put out publicly in a lot of their books in the 1800s. So definitely Manly P. Hall was a true believer in eugenics and, and again, eradicating the gene pool. Freemasonry is completely tied up and, uh, with Darwinism as well, of course. Everybody is at the top. And Darwinism also went on about the... It wasn't just um, uh, evolution. It was also to do... His book was to do with the, the favoured races for survival in the future. That's what he was getting at. And so that it all worked out back then, uh, really, who they wanted to survive. And it wasn't the general populations of the countries they lived in. It was a particular class they wanted to survive uh, that held on to money, gained power, and held on to and married uh, the offspring of power and money as, as well. That was the proving point as far as they were concerned of Darwinism. So, yeah, he was definitely heavily involved in it. You understand that their books are written to bring in newcomers, new members. And so they give a lot of fascinating stuff out there, intrigued. Remember, too, what Adam Weishaupt said when he was getting together the Lumen Lodges, also the, the, the Bee Hive Lodges, they called them, of Germany. And he said that um, the best way to get them in, especially the younger ones, is to give them a good mystery. And so they bring in the occultic stuff and the Egyptian stuff and so on, Atlantis, and that drags them in because they're so curious, they're dying to know the secrets. And once they're in, they start to get brainwashed into their true uh, mission, at least for those who are, who are picked out to go higher, to be used in society to go higher. So um, they're completely into eugenics, and there's no problem at all with that. And we know, too, that the Georgia Guidestones were put up by uh, the Rosicrucian branch, which is a higher lodge. In fact, that the lodge at Pennsylvania that uh, Pike was speaking at was uh, the, the Rosicrucian Lodge there. It's not to be confused with the one in California, which, a, which is a really a joke. Uh, the real one is the one that Clymer had, and uh, these guys are dedicated. In their inaugural speech when they built the place back in the early 1900s, uh, and you'll, you'll find it out there somewhere. I had it here. I had the actual written copy here of their booklet that put out to all the other lodges, they summoned the Blue Lodge, the Orange Lodge, and all the other lodges, and the Eastern Star to the meetings. That tells you the power that they had. And they said their duty down the road would be to um, amalgamate the Americas and join the eagle of of, uh, Mexico with the eagle of the United States and bring in uh, another Americas, complete Americas with South America too. So they've all got political agendas. It's always the same political agenda that's been carried on by your own politicians and the big corporations. Back with more after this break. 
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll take Alex from British Columbia now, if he's there. Hello, Alex. Hello. Yep, go ahead. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah, um, well, I'm listening uh, very closely to what you're saying about these people that are um, behind uh, our worst nightmare. Um, Here in uh, Victoria, B.C., we've got sometimes as low as minus 15 degree weather right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, for the West Coast. And, um, we were getting allergies, like allergic reactions after drinking water when having, like, in conjunction with medicine, like antibiotics. Um, seems to be like part of a, a population reduction puzzle, which is really complex. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's no doubt about it. That Remember, I, I did the article, the, the, the talks before, on the history of aerial spraying. And uh, from their own official literature at the Pentagon and elsewhere, and they admitted that uh, it goes back to the days of Teller, who was a guy who invented the H bomb, who first brought it forth to the Pentagon that they could spray the skies with various um, aluminum uh, oxides and barium, etc., metallic uh, salts, and so on, uh, which would make it more con- conducive to putting out an electromagnetic pulse across the planet and using this, it would carry it much, a much further distance and so on. And, and part of it too was the more the person would ingest of these particles, the more you become literally a walking antenna. Uh, it's, it's amazing, this was back in the 1950s, this stuff was published, and um, it's all up there on, on the official secret act. It's that time's up so they can actually broadcast it now. I think we're so dumbed down, no one really cares anymore. But when they were doing it very, very heavily here, one February, uh, into into early March, I was getting yellow rain, and that was a cadmium that was in it too. And so uh, the puddles were all yellow. And then I noticed that in the U.S., I think one of the big major uh, television stations, and I put the link up there too for that one, they, they interviewed guys in a town who had the same puddles there uh, with testing, and they got it tested as well, and it was sure it was proven to be cadmium. So we've got, we've got a lot of dirty stuff done on us, of course, the, the big boys at the top will never admit they're doing it. They can't admit they're doing it because they know darn well how many deaths it's caused already. I mean, especially in Canada, every doctor's clinic, every walk-in clinic, every hospital is linked to central computers in Ottawa for real-time data of all stuff happening. And they know what it's doing to the young too. They know that allergies, I've done whole series and talks on allergies and how the World Health Organization even admits it's up about 80%. They're calling it allergies. Well, these allergies are, are, are simply reactions to all this, this rubbish we're breathing in. It's highly toxic, highly poisonous. They know this stuff. and uh, But they're going ahead with it, and they're bombarding us with the HARP technologies too. As I say on the shortwave radio, and I put the link up a week ago or so from the articles from CNN years ago, 85 it was, when you hear the HARP uh, pulsing out there when the Russians were using it, they called it the woodpecker effect, and you'll find the same frequencies being used today, but it's 24 hours a day now around the clock across Canada, and it's the identical sound, and I pick it up every single day, and I have since the year 2001. Yeah. 
Do you uh, remember the frequencies? I, I know you mentioned them last week on the radio. I could always get them from the archives, but do you have them offhand on the broadband? I've got the list through in the kitchen, and I can't really run through for it. But, uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, they, they actually changed during the day, and in the afternoon they, they changed another bunch of websites, another bands, and, uh, and they're just as strong and potent as ever. But they're, it's incredible in the mornings to listen to them in the higher frequencies, uh, and it's, it's all within, of course, the harp frequencies, by the way. There's a specific band they can actually do it in. But uh, it's unmistakable. It's the loudest sound you get on the shortwave, the loudest pulses out there. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really 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 high pitched, and um, we we notice it the most at about 2 a.m. until maybe 7:30 a.m. And uh, when we're doing activism, it it just seems to pulse on us. So it seems to be what they're doing to shut up, um, you know, whistleblowers, activists, dissidents, and um, uh, investigative journalists, and and even I don't know about you, but I, I think to be honest, they're using it on the entire population. Uh, remember too the article I read as well they said it could be used what they'd found already from the Pentagon it could be used to calm people down into lethargy even if they went further in those frequencies they could actually cause depression and suicide and if they upped the frequencies they could cause uh, hyperactivity and aggression hyperaggression even in domesticated animals yeah. When on uh, November 11th, um, we were supposed to be, it, I, I'd use that day as if I could have for uh, major activism. I was going to go out and do some things we had planned. I ended up um, after 11, 11, at 11 a.m., I mean, um, I was uh, incapacitated with frequency, and it felt as if the central fissure of my brain was being pushed in separate directions. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually been quite bad, so... Um, I'm thinking they're trying to target people, but if we let them do this to us, we're doomed. We're doomed, and some people are definitely hypersensitive. There's a doctor in Toronto who came out on CBC a few years ago going around the city with a, a, a very expensive frequency meter uh, showing you these spiked uh, signals that come out from microwave towers, and she says this is way over the any acceptable dose whatsoever. Wherever you went, you were getting bombarded with these sharp, spiky Person, uh, uh, bursts really in pulses of microwave uh, radiation, and our bodies are not designed for it. And some people, that other article I put out a week or two ago, too, from CBC, from the radio, uh, C- CBC, uh, had people living in, a, in the top of an apartment building. Uh, they all had strange symptoms because they didn't talk to each other. They didn't know they were all getting the same symptoms of rashes, headaches were very common, and uh, insomnia. Uh, all kinds of symptoms, and they they eventually all moved out of there. They had, they had antennas right on top, these these um, uh, big antennas on top, and the cables as well, right on top of the roof. They were in the top apartments. So this stuff is accepted. They know what's happening. We have, we have a high allowable frequency range in Canada. As I say, Switzerland is much lower to do with it. They know what it does, and Sweden as well. Some countries like Holland, actually, if you claim that you're you're um, sensitive to this stuff, the government will use the tax money and, and come in and they'll fix your room to try and, and proof it against the, being bombarded by microwave. We, but we don't have that in Canada. Yeah, they wouldn't. They'd probably put me in a padded one if they could, I'm sure. Because... Oh, yeah, they'd pad us as well, I'm sure, with some toxic material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they use it to shut everybody up when they're, they're starting to become effective and prolific. They... I notice yeah. they always use the mental health act against them. Yes. Um, it, I'm, I'm very interested in the. Uh, did, did you receive the photograph of the uh, black 
uh, in the sky that I sent this morning. Yes. Do, or does it, is this appropriate? I don't know. Yes, uh, um, yes, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty dark. <laughs> that was sunrise. That should have been all peach uh, and pink and white, you know. Well, that's the old days. You're thinking of the old days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old days when you when we remember when you know most folk can't even remember what a proper blue sky looks like anymore. Yeah. The youngsters think it's normal all these trails in the sky. They think it's they're actually taught that because NASA put out a video a few years ago at, for five to eight year olds to to watch to show them that all these trails in the sky were just contrails and not, it's all quite natural. All these checkerboard patterns were quite natural. And they, they grew up believing it. Yeah, and geo, uh, ge- well, other other publications like prolific publications and periodicals like um, National Geographic, and I know there's a few other magazines where I've seen this stuff. The kids actually bring me textbooks now from school and whatever else they got, and they they try and show it to me. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just wanted to say thank you very much for being there and and what you're doing. And um, I think it's really obvious that they do plan on killing off the food and the water supply. Um, looking out my window right now, it looks very untypical. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're seeing so much ice and snow here, and it's it's so cold. And yeah, it's a global warming. You understand? Yeah, it's global yeah, warming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and the, that you were mentioning that the uh, Rothschild uh, Bank is the one that gets all the carbon credits or control. Yeah, their their family bank in Switzerland is the one. And it was the Rothschild Lord Rothschild put the bill into Britain to to make it so, so that they would put it through the, their private bank in Switzerland. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, it's just gangsters at the top. That's what you've got, you know. Gangsters and beneath them they have all the academia working for them. And then they have the politicians who are ten a penny, really. I mean, psychopaths are pretty common, actually. But well, there's no doubt about it. Just read Carl Quigley's books. He'll go into the banking system and how uh, the big gang got together, basically, uh, with centralized banking. It was an essential part. Back in the 1700s, this group, this cartel, knew they wanted to bring in a world society. And remember, Quigley was no simple professor. He taught uh, got on so many diplomats and presidents and so on and, and spoke uh, at the diplomatic corps around the world. He was uh, highly skilled. And he said that their goal was a world government um, run with a conglomeration of central banks, all working in concert with the Bank for International Settlement, which is part of the IMF and World Bank. And uh, he said that basically it's a new feudal system. He said it would be a feudalistic system. And we're, that's what we're in today. It's a feudalistic system. And then you have the other corporations working with them. They're, they are the new feudal overlords. They even have think tanks attached to these corporations that advise governments. So we're in a feudal system, and the public haven't caught up to it. I don't think personally most of them can or will because they're watching mainstream television and entertainment. So they're, they're out of the picture, and they're probably un, unable to understand what's actually happening. That's what I believe. Yeah. yeah, and they're pretty comfortable sitting on their lazy boys and at, at the moment they are, at the moment they are, but I'm telling you, uh, you probably noticed that the gasoline went up the, to today uh, enormously. It's about 128 a litre here in Canada, uh, uh, in Ontario. And, and again, the excuse used now is, oh, it's because of the crisis in the Middle East and the oil. Well, I'll tell you, it's just another part of uh, getting higher prices for gasoline as they start cutting you back on the, on the roads, etc. That's all they do with getting you off the roads. And only the wealthy eventually, under Agenda 21, will be allowed to drive at all. And, and that's part of it. It's great how it all works together, isn't it? 
And of course they'll tell you too, oh well, we didn't realize with all these color revolutions that just happened spontaneously across the Middle East with a lot of help from the Pentagon and elsewhere, uh, that we never noticed, we never, didn't think it would affect the oil industry. Come on, these guys work every part of the chess game before they even make the first move. Yeah. You made a very good point when you said all these young women that are leading this uh, revolutionary movement and, and uh, all the activism sort of pointed towards supporting the revolutions there all spoke perfect Oxford English. Yes, right, because they're, they're from wealthy people who were kicked out of those countries who've gone to the best universities in, in, in Britain. Yeah, absolutely. And they're sent back to cause the mayhem. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you very much for your time, and we really appreciate everything you do. And... Um, we're going to uh, get rid of our Cadillac and buy three motorcycles, and we'll send you the difference. <laughs> there you go. That would do. Yep. That would certainly help. <laughs> we think everybody should support you. You're the best person on radio. Well, I think they should. De- I, I don't give them any spin on things. I don't give them false hope either. But there's only a, hope can only come when you know the absolute truth on things. And if you study philosophy and, and history, you know you can never go back to something. But what you have to do is, is figure out the best way to have a system for yourselves today from where you go from here uh, and not the way that the big boys have planned, obviously. And you don't want to go Marxist either, and you don't want to go into the capitalist, feudalistic system. We've got to get a middle way here where people can get some power after all and, um, and have a, a more peaceful life. Um, this redistribution of the wealth scenario we're under now, along with being taxed heavily, uh, is, is going to do us all in until we're basically down to a third world status, and that's inevitable. The way they're they're going at it, it's part of the agenda, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, we and we also don't want George Orwell's Animal Farm over again either, do we? No, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't want a 1984 either. Even a kinder 1984, where they use psychology to rather than just a torture rack to 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 treat you into uh, your proper way of behaviour. Uh, we need something else and. We don't want any of, of those. Uh, actually, you see, the people really don't have any say in anything, and only the big uh, authorized NGOs have any say in clout with government at all. Uh, grassroots, no, they, they'll just turn their back on you. They don't even hear you, don't even acknowledge you. But uh, if you're a proper NGO that's under the United Nations, you'll get a voice. Uh, without that, there's no voice at all. Right. Have you heard the term astroturf roots? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But th- well, thanks, for, think... thanks for calling, Alex. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. I don't see anything funny about any of it, by the way. I'm just trying to be uh, upbeat. But thank you very much for everything you do. Uh, thanks for calling. And we'll go to Mark from Massachusetts, if he's there. Is Mark there? Hello, Alan. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Alan, uh, it's good to talk to you. Listen, I'm calling. I live about a half mile from the Atlantic, and I tell you what. I see spraying everywhere, and yeah. I've seen direct spraying over the ocean, but I, what I notice is that a lot of people have flu-like symptoms all the time. Yeah. And uh, allergies, uh, for mm-hmm. myself, I went to have uh, my allergies checked. I had never had, you know, I'm 29, had my allergies checked, and uh, they came up with nothing, but more, he said more and more people are doing this. Yes, yeah. I, I, and, I, give um, loops, I, I just yeah. have a quick question for you. Um, what is your take on the story about the, the little Jack Russell Terrier that, thank God he had a chip in his ear, walked uh, 1,200 miles up the Pacific and, and was found? Did you hear about that one? Didn't hear about that one, no. But but I knew about dogs who did that thing before they got chipped. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, I'm a, 
I, I'm a dog lover, and I, you know, I heard the story, but they said, that, thank God that little uh, the Jack had the chip, chip in his ear, and he made it back to Seattle from Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but anyways, uh, that's all I had to add, and uh, the show's great, and uh, keep it going. Thank you very much. And thanks for calling. Yes, amazing how, how they'll, they'll give credit to the chip for everything. Of course, everyone must have one, especially your children, etc., etc. And it would be so much handier for IDing you because people can steal cards and all that. And they've already talked about this kind of stuff. We've been trained step by step to the chip. That was that was planned before they gave us even, the, I'm sure, even the credit cards. I'm not kidding about that because whatever we, we're told at the time, like now, was planned at least 50 years ago in, in a technological uh, sense. Uh, absolutely, at least 50 years ago. It's amazing what they put out there back in the 50s and 60s on this present time of, of where we'd be. And they're quite right. But folk now... I think you're getting trained so easily, uh, updated like computers, that they'll accept the chip without any comment whatsoever. They'll actually like it, probably, and it'll be geared towards children. And then they'll give it snob appeal when they can put a credit card charge in the chip itself. And there'll be, there'll be silver, bronze, and the usual stuff uh, of snob appeal. And you've got to be somebody. You've got to get the proper platinum will be the best one, no doubt, no doubt. But that's where we're going with all of this stuff. But it's funny that I had a dog who found me from a few hundred miles away uh, quite a few years back. Uh, he, this, this dog wasn't chipped. It was a, right into a city, too. Don't know how she didn't get knocked down. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, and there's Nick from Canada there. Is there Nick? Hello? Is Nick there? Hi there, Alan. Yes. Hey, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah. Good. So I just wanted to ask a, a question about the aerial spraying, because I've been watching this stuff for about five years now, and unfortunately, I'm completely obsessed with it because it's there every day. You know, you walk around and you think about it, and it's in your head, and nobody knows what's going on, and... Uh, you know, you think about all these questions about how it's actually done and who's funding it and how long it's going to go on and all that kind of stuff. And I had actually called in a couple months ago, but it was right at the end of the show. And I had asked the question, um, the people who are behind this, uh, and I'm not talking military, I'm talking about people who are at the top, who are funding it, who are higher than military, um, how do they ensure their health and safety? Because if you think about it, yeah. you know, okay, you could say they have, you know, advanced medical technology that, you know, they only get from high up military and stuff like that. Well, you know, in Canada, when, when Preston Manning was in, um, no, that, that I'm was, not that sure. Was, that was a long time ago. Uh, in Canada, a law was passed that all politicians and their families could be, would, would be treated from then on at top military bases. They passed the same law in the States at the same time. They said they passed the same law in Britain at the same time. And it was after that that the spraying started about 98 and, uh, for, for, for like daily. And they do have forms of uh, a really hypercalation at the top. I've even, someone even sent me, I didn't know they had them, I wondered if they had them, that there's portable ones, very expensive units. But, you know, you've got to know how to insert it into a vein, basically. It can be put in your arm, and you can walk around with this thing all day. And there's a cartridge in there, which is replaceable. 
But there's some method that they've got of getting this out from themselves. But remember, too, wherever these guys go, they're in air-conditioned and filtered special bulletproof limos, for number one. So they're not breathing the same stuff as you are. They go into their meeting places and so on. Again, uh, filtered uh, meeting halls, etc. Uh, basically, they use the same stuff as they do for, for uh, atomic warfare with the filters. Very expensive filters for air conditioning. Uh, multi-layered stuff. And uh, so they're not getting nearly uh, the same exposure as you or I are getting on a daily basis. And they also get the high collation uh, from the military, uh, some of the top military hospitals, yeah. Right, because if you, if you think about it, even even with that that high technology, there there is only you know a certain number of people who who really know that this thing is going on, who are behind it, who would receive this special treatment. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you look around, there are people who are even high up in government, who yeah. are you know used as puppets to further agendas, sure. who they might not even get it. And I mean, if you think about this stuff, this is like a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. They spray areas where where there's no population whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're covering the earth in a plasma. Essentially, mm-hmm. you can see it at night if you look at streetlights. You can see this. You know, when yeah. you look at a stove and you see, you can kind of see gas coming out from it. Well, I'll tell you, my, my one of my hobbies has always been astronomy. And once they started the heavy spraying in '98 onwards, come the year 2000, 2001. You don't see half the stars you used to see because of the mush that's always in the air, even when it appears fairly clear. Uh, this stuff is never gone from the atmosphere. You're quite right. It's, it's suspended. It's suspended in the atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks a lot for taking my call, Alan, and uh, appreciate everything you do. So have a great night. You too. Thanks for calling. And when they first started spraying, they sprayed it off of the cities and let the wind blow it in. So you, sometimes you don't see it, except you might see parts of the trails coming in with the wind. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.